Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else in between. I am your host, Jaws, for this evening. Scott is away for a brief few hours working with Universal Xbox on something. But I will be hosting this review of the movie, No Time to Die. It will contain spoilers, as he once had told me that he must warn everyone about. Now, I must warn you, I might be a little biased towards the villain, Safin. Hey, 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 ow! Get out of here, Jaws. Sorry about that, ladies and gentlemen. Somehow, the iconic villain, Jaws, showed up in my review for No Time to Die. This will be part one. I'm just giving you a quick intro. It is going to be involving spoilers ahead, so be forewarned. I do think this movie is going to be fantastic, so if you are wanting to hear my review, check it out yourself, and then go check out the movie yourself, and then let me know what you guys think after the fact. As you know, it's always going to be on all the platforms and all that good stuff. Just give it a shot, give it a listen, yada, 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 all the good stuff. So, uh, yeah, this is part one. I will be back for part two, the main review, which will be in a few hours. So, until then, everyone, I say farewell. And I do have to uh, do this for every Bond film from now on. I have to uh, more or less mention the two things that Desmond Llewellyn tried to teach Bond. Well, Q tried to teach Bond in the begin- like back in the day. He always tried to teach us all two things. The first, never let them see you bleed. And the second, always have an escape plan. So until further ado, you will be hearing from me after I've seen the movie and I've had a vodka martini. Shaken, not stirred. All right, folks. Catch you then. Bye for now. This is part one. Hey everyone, it's part two of the review for No Time to Die. I just got out of the movie's screening, and oh my goodness, was it ever amazing and spectacular. I cannot believe how great it was. I know for a fact a lot of you are wanting to hear my full thoughts. I will get to them immediately as soon as I tell you who is starring in this film and what else is on for this film's production. Because this film was directed by Mr. Kerry Joji Fukunaga. Fukunaga. It stars Daniel Craig as James Bond. Daniel Rami Malek as the villain Siphon. Leia Seydoux as Madeline Swan. Lashawn Lynch as Nomi. Ben Wishaw as Q. Naomi Harris as E. Moneypenny. Jeffrey Wright as the one and only Felix Leiter. Christoph Waltz as Ernst Stavro Blofeld. And Ralph Fiennes as M. Also known as Lieutenant Garrett Mallory. This film has been a long time coming. It is roughly 2 hours and 43 minutes. It is quite the long, long, long film. Well, you know what? This film was spectacular. I will definitely tell you right now. It definitely doesn't start out how you think it's going to start out. 
quite the, uh, quite the complete and often contrary to popular belief. This movie does start out in a very interesting flashback of sorts to, let's reasonably say, 20 years prior to the events of the film itself. A young Madeline Swan is, I guess, hanging out with her mother and learning how her father is an assassin and kills people, this, that, and the other thing, while this man starts walking towards the house in a white mask, almost like a kabuki mask of sorts, and is um, approaching it further and further and further and further. And um, I don't know how to describe him, but he's more or less someone that you don't want to really approach. He is trying to find... Mr. White, because he, if you remember some of the film, the previous films in the past, including Skyfall, pretty much everything, because all, all these films are connected, Casino Royale, Mr. White, uh, onwards pretty much, if you remember him, he somehow uh, murdered Safin's family, and um, in a failed attempt to try and murder him, only uh, murders... Madeline's mother and she actually shoots him but he survives and she flees into a nearby frozen lake falls into the ice but Safin rescues her now a little bit after the capture of Blofeld Madeline and Bond are in Matera and um, well they decide to say you know what maybe we should reveal our secrets to one another completely and um Overall, just, I don't know how to describe it, but basically say, yeah, you know what? All these things that uh, I've ever said about Vesper are true, but maybe I should forgive her and forget about her completely. I miss her still, but I do believe I should visit her grave and just say goodbye to her. And, um, well, that's what she does. And then also after that, it seems that um, Spectre assassins have attempted to ambush her tomb. Well, like, set up her tomb and explode it. Bond and Madeline overcome these assassins. And Bond believes that Madeline is a betrayer despite her pleas and leaves her aboard the train headed out of uh, Matera. And then this seems to jump about five years later after that has happened. So this is a little bit after Spectre, but then it happens five years after. An MI6 scientist known as Valdo Obruchev. Obruchev? I can't remember how it is. Kidnapped in a laboratory that is approved by M of all people. And he was developing something called Heracles, a project of sorts that was like a bioweapon that contained autobots that would infect like people like a virus, but only... Like, everyone would be unharmed except for the target that they were trying to approach. And, um, more or less, it is used in such a horror... Like, it's turned into something more lethal. Completely. But, um, after that has happened, Bond has completely retired to Jamaica. And he is contacted by Felix and the CIA with his colleague, Logan Ash. They ask for help in tracking down the scientist, but Bond declines that same evening. He encounters uh, Nomi, 
an MI6 agent who has succeeded him as being the new 007. He doesn't believe that she is now the new 007, but she is. And you know what? If I'm truly and utterly honest, she is one of the best parts of this movie. If I am to be completely honest. But I'm not going to just keep on ranting and raving about one character. No, 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 no. That is not case you ladies and gentlemen and everyone else in bloody between Felix is asking for help Nomi says um like you should just stay away from this project completely stay away from it but Bond agrees to help Lighter he goes to Cuba to meet a CIA agent named Paloma who's only been around for a couple of weeks on the job and they inspect a meeting that's for Blofeld's birthday to retrieve Obershev. Blofeld is using a, a bionic eye to lead the meeting, actually, while well, still being in prison at Belmarsh. Orders the members to kill Bond, but the nanobots instead kill all the Spectre members in, without well, excluding two people, one with the bionic eye, well, one with the bionic eye and Blofeld himself, because he's in prison. And... The other things are pretty much the whole blo- a whole bloody uh, chase, more or less. And um, since Orbitrap programmed it, reprogrammed it on uh, Safin's orders, Bond captures him before meeting Lighter and Ash. However, Ash actually reveals himself to be a double agent working for Safin, shoots Lighter in the stomach, and makes it a fatal wound that will kill Lighter. And leaves him for dead. With the same person that had the bionic eye. And, um... Money, Penny, and Q arrange a meeting between Bond and Blofeld in prison. After, uh, well, Bond has come back to try and talk to Anne about everything that's going on. And says, you shouldn't have done this. Behind my back, you should have closed it down if you knew what was good for you. And he decides to do this and that. He does not get to have that opportunity to mention this. But after the meeting. But after the meeting. uh, M and Bond meets Q at his house. And we also get to finally meet his two cats, which I didn't expect to see. Which is quite interesting to see, nonetheless. And it looked like he was a, having a dinner date show up, but that didn't uh, go to fruition because Money Penny and Q, ha- as well as Bond, have to f- decipher everything. But overall, that is what it is. It's not like you could do anything about that per se. And um, at the end of the day, that's what happens. Well, uh, Bond gets to meet Blofeld in prison and try and relocate Obershev. However, Safin visits uh, Madeline and coerces her to infect herself with the nanobots to kill Blofeld. As she's been in contact with him since his imprisonment, when Bond encounters Madeline and Blo- at Blofeld's prison cell, she, he touches her unknowingly and infects himself with the virus before she leaves. During the interrogation, Blofeld actually confesses that he staged it all, the, t- like the ambush at Vesper's tomb, to make it look like uh, Madeline had betrayed him. 
and then Bond decides to attack Blofeld because he wasn't giving him any answers and unintentionally causing the nanobots to kill him because he didn't realize that the nanobots were in like on him at all. He didn't know that he was infected at all because this is not something he was aware of. And now Bond has to track Madeline down to her childhood home in Norway and he learns that uh, she's had a, she has a five-year-old named Matilda whom she claims is not his, but she does have Bond's eyes. And I got to say, she looks just absolutely like Bond and Madeline. She looks so adorable for a five-year-old. She may not know a whole lot of English, but she does kind of seem to be okay around James, which is nice. I mean, not I don't know many... Uh, Bond characters that ever dealt with that at all. But at the same time, what can I tell you? I don't know, really. All I do know is that he tracks her down, all this. And then um, Madeline confesses to Bond that Safin's parents were murdered by Mr. White on Blofeld's orders when Safin was a boy, prompting him to seek revenge on Blofeld as well as Spectre. Despite succeeding in killing and destroying Spectre as well as killing Blofeld, Seven is kin- continues to um, uh, continue his rampage while Ash and his men try and capture Bond, Madeline, and Matilda. Even though Bond manages to kill Ash, several Safin's men. Safin actually successfully successfully captures Madeline and Matilda and takes them to a Second World War base that's located between Japan and Russia. We don't. I think this might have been. An island that the Japanese may have used, or maybe someone else may have used, but now it's become very similar to Blofeld's base in You Only Live Twice. Not the movie, the book. Because it has all these poisonous plants and all these other items, and it's just, I don't know what to say. It's just heartbreakingly, excruciatingly horrifying to see all these things. To see this to be the case, it's just like, oh my goodness. And uh, Bond, Q, and Nomi locate the island that's stuck between Japan and Russia. They infiltrate the headquarters and learn that Safin has converted the base into a nanobot factory where he has Urbachev create millions of nanobots so he can unleash them globally to kill millions of people and establish some sort of weird new world order where he's the supreme one that is like, yes, this is me. I am God now, more or less, which is just absolutely ridiculous if you ask me. But um, while he tries to do this, Bond kills many Safin's men while Nomi kills Ubrachev by pushing him into the vat of nanobots and attempts to uh, rescue Madeline and Matilda. He has them escape with Nomi off. From the island and he stays behind to open the silent doors to the island so they can have a missile strike from the HMS Dragon destroy the nanobots as well as everything else. But Bond has to kill the rest of Safin's men. By the time he's ready to evacuate, he sees the silent doors close on him. And he has one final confrontation with uh, Safin himself. They fight and... Safin shoots Bond before infecting him with the nanobots programmed to kill Madeline Matilda. 
Yet, Vaughn is slightly wounded, not like, fatally enough, I think, that he won't be able to make it off the island. Nevertheless, but uh, he kills Soften and opens the silos, radios, like, starts talking to the radio, on, like, with Madeline and tells her that he loves her and encourages her, encourages her to move on without him, which she does look like she might have to do. And she, she does confirm that Matilda is his illegitimate, is his daughter, and he says goodbye and accepts his, accepts his fate as the missiles hit the factory, as well as the island destroying everything, even killing him. MI6 later on, M, Mon Penny, Q, Nomi, Drink and Bond's honor. And, uh, well, the film, it kind of ends on such a heart, uh, emotional way that I have to applaud completely. And I know I'm being a little short on the review. I usually go into more detail, but I just, I don't know how else to explain this, really, because this movie was just so well done. I could kind of talk a little bit more about the music, which was done by Hans Zimmer. The theme song was written by Billie Eilish. No Time to Die. It was spectacular to see it. It almost had a nice little, uh, I guess you could say a nice little the opening credits itself with its title card. Kind of had a nice little return to homage of sorts with uh, Dr. No. And this kind of felt like a mixture of Dr. No mixed with You Only Live Twice. But I could be wrong. This could be something else. That this movie tried to intend. It did give me some very, very nostalgic moments that I enjoyed heavily, and I do mean heavily enjoyed. And I will say, if I have to, like, when I do watch this movie again, I will probably enjoy every minute of it. I might come back to visit it, but she does, like, it does kind of have Madeline uh, end it off, talk, like, tell a story about her father, like, uh, tell, like, tell Madeline a story, uh, tell. Tell Matilda, Madeline's telling a story to Matilda about her father, James, while she's driving the Aston Martin Vantage that was from the Living Daylights, I do believe. And it is set to one of my most favorite Bond themes, because yes, there are multiple Bond themes out there, but this one is a special one because it was the same one that was used in a film not like maybe 40 plus years ago. Maybe, no, actually 50 plus years ago. Actually, if I think about it. We Have All the Time in the World by Louis Armstrong. And just hearing this song. Oh my goodness. <coughs> Sorry about that, everyone. I do mean that. It was just, it was special to hear this song again. And it was just like, I never expected a Bond film to kind of go that far. I started to like, kind of tear up a little bit. But oh my goodness, this was just... Oh, thank you very much, Barbara Broccoli, Michael G. Wilson, and even Carrie Fukunaga. I, I gotta say thank you, all, everyone that worked on this film. You made 2021 so much more special to me, more than you'll ever know. And I gotta say, this is gonna be probably the first movie in 2021. And this has been a movie that's been a long time in the making for me to watch. And I know for a fact, I've been wanting to see this movie for some time. And to know that I just, I can't believe I'm saying it, but I love this movie. I am a big Bond fanatic. If I had to re-rank all the films 
this right now, maybe I'm being biased, but this is right now at number one. Out of the Craig era, this is number one for me. And this film, in 2021, No Time to Die, is getting the 10 out of 10. Now, I have not gotten many films a 10 out of 10 in my life. I do love a lot of movies. I usually try and be very unbiased, but this movie, it ended so perfectly well and just... It, it hurts to know that Bond, like Daniel Craig's Bond is dead now and that the, his storyline is over. But to know when I just saw the last little piece that also did bring this kind of back to full, full circle again was just seeing the uh, famous words, James Bond will return, the famous four words. That made me cry at the very end because I waited till the very end of the credits rolled to leave the theater to see that and I have to say oh my goodness I can't wait for the next Bond film it's going to take a little bit of time but you know what I will say the way they had Nomi as 007 originally in this one where she was the new 00 I honestly have to say if Barbara Broccoli and Michael G. Wilson do decide to do that sort of motif where there is a female 007 but James Bond is still there and he's a new like there's a new double o like he like he's still technically a double o seven but he's not double o double o seven he's not the like he's not the right the the co-worded double o seven at this time he gets to be able to take the reins back from the previous from the predecessor if they decide to go with someone like nomi or whomever i would like to see someone like nomi i would like to see ralph fines come back Ben Wishaw, Rory Kinnear, like Naomi Harris, as well as Shauna Lynch. I want to see them all come back. Even if Nomi doesn't come back, I won't be upset because she looked like she was a one-off, which is fine. I don't care. I think she was a great addition to this film, if I have to really say anything about it. This movie, like I said, gets the 10 out of 10. I absolutely loved it. I cried near the very end. But seeing Matilda and Madeline being able to kind of live a little bit of a happier life now, even if they won't ever see James again. For all we know, they may come back in another way. Who knows? I just know that we won't get another Blofeld this time around, which kind of bites. But what can we do? Not much about it, if I'm truly honest. But you know what? I'm happy that I saw this movie. I will definitely... 100% say it again. This movie gets the 10 out of 10. This tugged on the heartstrings so much for me. This movie, this movie just... I've been waiting a long time. I know for a fact I'm going to be seeing this movie probably several times in theaters again in the next couple of months. I'm probably going to see it again this upcoming week. But I'm going to see it in a different format than I saw it. And I just saw it in regular format i didn't see it in any special format i didn't see it in imax i will see it in another format probably this week coming up and i will do that and afterwards i will also say to everyone here that uh well james bond will return the four words are true he will return but who will be bond who knows i know i'm not putting any people down at all but i do have my bets possibly on maybe Adam Driver or Cillian Murphy, or is it Killian Murphy? I don't know how his last name, how his first name is spelled. 
but or pronounce I should say but I do have a few people in mind for the next bond I do know I've loved ever I've I've loved Bond since I was a kid so seeing this one makes me think oh my goodness what's gonna happen now but even if it is a farewell to the Daniel Craig era led Bond and they did it very well I'm not truly upset I'm not sad that it's over I'm actually kind of Happy that they made it, like, conclude in such a fantastic way. Now, if, for my next review, it will possibly be coming up two weeks from now for the movie Dune by Dini Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Or it might not. It might not be here. I don't know what's going on with that. But at this moment in time, that is going to be my next Midnight Movie Confessionals review. If you are interested in watching it for Midnight Movie Confessionals, I hope you are. That'll be the next one. If not, no big deal. I might do it, I might not. I might have to scrap it. Who knows what the future holds? All I know is that I am, quite frankly, going to be wrapping this up. I've given my final thoughts. The music, absolutely just 10 out of 10 amazing. Hans Zimmer outdid himself fantastically. Hearing the song itself, No Time to Die by Billie Eilish, put a smile on my face. It is one of the first, like, first time, like, one of the first few times in a long time I've had a smile on my face from a new artist performing an amazing song. I heard it, like, last year, and just knowing that she did this theme, I applaud her. I will definitely say, until next time, ladies and gentlemen and everyone else, in between, I do hereby say adieu for now. Thank you for listening to Midnight Movie Confessionals with your host, Scott. I will be back soon with another review. Hopefully it will be min- it'll be Dune or it will be something else. It might be a Music from the Curator's Chair episode. We do not know. All we do know for certain is that I will return. Just like James Bond will return. Until next time, everyone, this is Scott, signing out. End transmission.